It's time now for the BetQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Oh, we'll get to the football. We'll start with poor Chris Shine. Good morning, Shine. How you doing, buddy? Mutt, what's going on, bud? How are you? Uh, I, I'm fine. I, I need to know uh, that you drove seven hours to a concert that got canceled. People are worried about you here in Boston, buddy. Yeah, I, I drove all the way down to Maryland. Uh, I went and got lunch uh, and then found out my concert was canceled. So uh, last night, my girlfriend and I spent the uh, the evening just bouncing around Ocean City, drinking a bunch, and, and watching Thursday Night Football. It was lovely. What was the what was the concert? And is it tied to hurricane? Is the hurricane? Is that the, the issue with the weather? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was a it was a concert festival. It's called Ocean's Calling. Uh, it was going to be Dave Matthews and OAR. We're going to be the headliners on uh, uh, today, actually. Uh, two of my favorite bands of all time, and uh, so we were really excited to go. But because of the residual effects of Hurricane Ian affecting this area, um, there are gusts of wind up to like forty six miles an hour, and it's supposed to start raining here in probably about a few hours. Um, so unfortunately, they had to cancel the uh, the festival. Well, I guess that makes sense because they're they're all. They're, we'll get to the the Ravens in a second. They're hosting the Bills on Sunday, and there's marine gust forecast even through Sunday, um, rain and lingering winds. So they had to, the whole thing. They couldn't like find an indoor venue for it. They couldn't. What do we? It's a this is a big event. Dave Matthews OAR. Come on. Well, yeah, my, it was an all weekend thing. Atlantis Morissette was going to oh. be here. It's oh. OAR. It's Dave. The Lumineers are here. Uh, it was a whole thing. I, we were down at the boardwalk yesterday uh, around where the venue was, and like the, the the stages were enormous. So I can only imagine the uh, safety risk with that kind of wind for those stages. So, uh, you know, I, I understand why it was canceled. It's a super bummer. I'm having horrible concert luck the last, like, a uh, couple months. But uh, it is what it is. We're moving forward. We're going to keep uh, keep on chugging here. Did they reschedule it? Any Any word yet on that, or they just canceled the whole thing? No, they straight up canceled the whole thing, refunded oh. the tickets. Oh, and you're still you're going to stay in Ocean City. You're 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 going to stick it out until you got to come home. Yeah, we're well. No, we're going to stick it out today. Um, we were here yesterday. We're going to stick it out today. We'll probably come uh, back up towards New England tomorrow. Um, actually, it's uh, uh, where there was a birthday this weekend that we were going to miss because of this festival, which we may now go to. So uh, you know, we can salvage this thing. The birthday is a pig roast. So that could be a lot of fun. So we might we might end up salvaging this this whole weekend. All right. So thoughts and prayers to Chris Scheim, um, who last night was on the uh, Dolphins, also on Chase Edmonds. Was would you end up? What was your total uh, rundown last night? Okay, not okay. So the three bets I ended up making, I went with the Miami team total over twenty two and a half. Didn't get that unfortunately. I did, however, cash on Chase Edmonds over thirteen and a half reception yards. That was yep. early, easy cash. And then we also had T Higgins over five and a half catches. I was very big on T. Higgins. I also had a same-game parlay uh, on Higgins, which ended up not cashing just because I, I went with Higgins to have two touchdowns instead of only one. Oh. Uh, to really juice up the odds. Um, but uh, I was right in that T. Higgins would have a big game because I had him over six catches, over 100 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, we came a touchdown away from cashing on a massive same-game parlay. All right, so we'll turn the page now to our football Sunday. We each have three picks. Uh, the Patriots are not one of my three picks, John, nor are they not one of yours. So I guess we start there uh, with the Patriots. You were on the Patriots early, getting 11. The line is now nine. The money has come in on the Patriots and the spread. Bill Belichick is a dog. Uh, Bill Belichick after a loss as a dog. There are a lot of trends that point to the Patriots covering this number. This is where you were earlier in the week. Uh, it's not one of your picks, but which way would you lean here? Patriots, Packers, the line nine right now at Green Bay. 
Yeah, I would actually lean Packers when it's down to nine. Like I had told you earlier this week that I felt like the line should be nine and a half. It shouldn't be ten because I think the Patriots will keep it within that. Nine seems like a Packers number right now. Um, so if, if you're making me take the number right this minute, I actually lean Green Bay. Um, but where I got it at 11, I really like the Patriots. I like that double-digit number. Uh, keeping it within double digits seems uh, very, very conceivable to me in what should be a low-scoring game. I think you're going to see a lot of bolts running backs. I've been doing a lot of, of prop research as well um, the last couple of days, or yesterday, saying it was you know kind of miserable out. Um, yeah. So while I was while I was drowning my sorrows in alcohol, I was also checking out all the prop markets, and uh, and I, I think there's a really good opportunity for guys like AJ Dillon um, and Aaron Jones this weekend. So I think you're going to see a lot of the running backs for Green Bay. I also think you're going to see a lot of Ramondre and Damian Harris. So I, I favor I lean Packers at nine. I'm not going to bet that at all, uh, especially because I have Patriots at eleven. Um, but I would lean Packers there. I think the Packers definitely win this game, but I'd also lean under in this game as well. It's a really hard game to bet. Bill Belichick is an underdog uh, in his career. Again, a lot of these numbers with Brady, but 64% of the time he covers the spread as more than a six-point dog, which he will be on Sunday, 6-2 and two against the spread, 11-1 and one against the spread as an underdog after a loss. Uh, there's a lot of numbers that point to that. Underdogs of the total that's lower than 41 uh, comes in at 9-3-1 and one against the spread. And so there's all these historical numbers, shine that are pointing to that. Packers really good as a big favorite at home. They're 5-0 and oh the last two years. Uh, as a seven or more point favorite there at Green Bay in Lambeau uh, with Rodgers and with uh, LaFleur. It's like the stats versus the eye test because all the numbers say you want to bet Bill Belichick getting the points and the 11 made sense earlier in the week. And then it's like, well, is is this coaching staff really going to be able to take advantage? We're really going to bet on Brian Hoyer on the road at Green Bay. So I, this is not a, I have nothing on this game, Shime, from a, a spread standpoint. If I had to make a bet, it would be certainly on the under, as we talked about the last couple of days. Gun to my head at nine. See, I can't, I've been thinking about this for an hour and a half this morning. I still can't say it out loud. It's, I want to say Patriots, and I can't. I, I'll lay the nine. Give me the Packers. No. I, can't, I, can't, I, I can't do it because it's Hoyer. It's no. Patricia. Like, so you mentioned the running game thing. The Packers' run defense, is, it stinks. Their 32nd DVOA run defense. The Patriots are the number one rushing offense, not in EPA, but in DVOA. So they're number one running the football. The Packers are 32 defending the run. But then I'm like, is Matt Patricia going to take advantage of that? And I can't do it. I'm laying the nine with Green Bay. I'm laying the nine, Shime. I can't do it. I can't do it. I think you're right. I think that's the right call. Uh, The Patriots' EPA per play when it comes to rushing plays is like a .11. It's one of the worst. Uh, defensive rush EPAs in football. Um, and so, I, again, that's why I lean to those Packers running backs having big days, uh, especially with numbers right around 50 and 56 for uh, Dylan and Jones, respectively. So I like the Patriots at 11. I like getting double digits. I don't think the, the Packers are going to thrash this team by any means, but I think the Packers win this game and they win this game decisively, which is why anything under 10, uh, it, it, it should be favored to the Packers here. I just, I can't see it. All those numbers you mentioned for can't Belichick are marred by it. the fact that he had Tom Brady yep. for 22 years. Yep. So yep. And he also, he I, I good, think you have to take yeah. all those numbers and throw them out. Um, the public is still, at least for now, uh, on the Patriots. 44% of the bets and 62% of the money is on the Patriots. But as Shai mentioned, a lot of that came in. People got 11, they got 10 and a half, and they got 10. This thing swung through that key number of 10. And I get these numbers. I get you don't want to lay a big number in the NFL. 
But talking through it, I physically could not get myself to say Patriots, probably Hoyer, Matt Patricia. So I feel now I feel better about that. So when you when you have a tough decision to make, Shime, they tell you to flip a coin, and if it comes up with the decision you don't like, well, that and you always wanted the other decision anyway. As I tried to say yeah. Patriots a lot, my body physically would not let me. So Packers lay the nine points in the under. I, I will not. I don't. I don't. You have eleven. Are you going to jump back in at all? Will this be part of any of the plays you'll make this weekend? For me, it will not be. Uh, I don't think anywhere on a, on a major plays for week four. Nope. I will touch the prop market for the Green Bay running backs. Outside of that, I will not touch this game in any other fashion other than the fact that I have the Patriots at plus eleven. Uh, and again, we're doing this on Friday morning as Shine prepares to enjoy Ocean City. So the injury report will be out later today. Full expectation is uh, Mac Jones out, Brian Hoyer in. We'll see about. Uh, Jacoby Myers, Kyle Duggar, Lawrence Guy, all guys who missed. Jair Alexander, the cornerback for the Packers, also missed practice. We'll see. Injuries, it's a shine, it's a rough injury week across the NFL. We'll yeah, maybe get is. some clarity this afternoon, but, I mean, every big name has a Q tag next to them. And so it makes it, I will say it, it makes it, uh, it's a gray area picking these games right now because we don't have full information, except on one game we just got some information on. I would would you would be or would you be urging people to wait on some of this injury stuff before they play some of these games on Sunday? Yeah, if you can wait, like I would wait until later tomorrow. Uh, you're going to find out a lot of this injury stuff today, which is good. It's that final day of practice of the week generally, uh, so you're going to find out a lot of the information. Like you said, we fa- already found out information regarding one one player in one game, so that's going to start to come out as the day goes on. If you can wait until tomorrow to place these bets, I would do so. Um, if you have to place them today, then you just have to be fully prepared for all of this injury news. All right. So on the year, uh, picking on this show, Shime, I am a really, really basic vanilla, bland, pumpkin spice, 5-3-1. and one. Uh, By virtue of me picking up at a half point on a push last week, I get to go first this week. Do I have that correct? Uh, you are 4-4-1, four, four and one, not 5-3-1. and one. But, yes, you get the po- you have you have the advantage this week. Uh, what, uh, oh, oh two, two and one, one and two, one and one. Okay, so there you go. Four, four. No, where's my where's – my th- uh, three and zero, one and two, one one and one. You didn't go three and zero. Opening week. Yeah, you went two and one, my friend. I went three and zero. Oh, three and zero on Marlone, four and Mego. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, That's so there we go. Four, four, four and one. Even more basic pumpkin spice. <laughs> oh, vanilla. Uh, I I told you on the week the the hot pick around the NFL was the Baltimore Ravens. I will take the Baltimore Ravens plus three uh, as my <laughs> first pick. Uh, I have to take Baltimore in this spot. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, Lamar is better than we thought, and I admit there's some bias built in here because we have Lamar for the MVP, but he has been unbelievable. Ten touchdown passes lead the NFL. Nine point four yards per carry uh, leads the NFL. Zone man does not matter. People started blitzing him this year, and he's torched that. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, he's hot coming in. He's at home. They're getting points. So from a football Lamar angle, I like the Ravens. Uh, Jim Har- uh, John, uh, John Harbaugh, not Jim. John Harbaugh as a dog in his career, Shime, 48-33-3. He covers at almost 60%. Uh, he is only behind Tomlin and Sean Payton, according to the Action Network, in profitable wow. underdog coaches the last 13, 14 years. Um, he's one of the best coaches to bet on as a dog. He is 4-0 as a home dog with Lamar or Huntley as his quarterback the last couple of seasons. Uh, the Bills are banged up. I love the Bills. They're still a legit Super Bowl favorite. This is not a knock on the Bills. But their secondary's banged up. And you mentioned the weather there at Ocean State. I'm glad this ties into your trip down there. They're predicting rain all weekend long, wind all weekend long. I think that weather helps the Ravens at home against the Buffalo. 
Uh, I The weather is a plus for us in this case. I can't believe this line is still at three. I thought for sure it would move off three. I'm grabbing it now. Give me the Ravens plus three uh, against Buffalo. 50% of the bets on Baltimore, but 82% of the money. Sharp money everywhere in Baltimore. I'm jumping in. Give me Lamar and my MVP bias plus three at home against Buffalo. Yeah, I love this pick. I think it's the right pick. Uh, I had a couple of Bills props that I was uh, I was very ready to pr- play. But with all this wind and rain possibility, I probably will avoid that, uh, being Josh Allen and Gabe Davis. So I-, I think you're on the right side of this. I think Buffalo is the way, or Baltimore is the way to go here, getting the three points uh, against Buffalo. And this is again, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a knock against Buffalo. I still no, think no, Buffalo no. is a wagon, no. but you are getting a crazy weather game against Lamar Jackson at home, and he's an underdog, yeah, you have to go with Baltimore here. All right, what's your first pick here, Sean? Uh, my first pick is actually going to be an over. I'm going to go over 47.5 in Cleveland, Atlanta. And it, it seems like when you look at that game from the outset, it's like, ugh, Cleveland, Atlanta. But at the same time, if anybody has watched Atlanta this year, they're a super exciting team. They're just they're bad on defense but a lot of fun on offense, and so they score a ton of points. Uh, their, for their last two games, they've scored uh, right around 50 or over 50 points. And then on top of that, the Cleveland Browns is a team we would just normally kind of consider to be like an unders team. That's not necessarily the case. That game with the Jets, they scored 60 points. Even last week with the Steelers, that game got up to 46 points, which is right around this total. And the Steelers' offense is basically inept. So I, uh, I really like the over here in uh, Cleveland, Atlanta. Um, I think you're going to get a ton, a ton, a ton of Nick Chubb. It's my favorite prop of the weekend, not to spoil anything, but Nick Chubb rushing yards this weekend looks phenomenal. I I mentioned the Hayden Winks eruption zone chart every week now because I love it. I think he does such a good job at at kind of explaining and showing you how different run games uh, are affected by the opponent's defense and how good the offense is, and Cleveland is right in that top right-hand corner. Mutt has mentioned multiple weeks now Atlanta allowed, like, what, eight yards per carry in week one. Yeah. Um, they, they, still, they still allow something like six yards a carry right now. So uh, I, am, I am all about the over in this Cleveland-Atlanta game. So you go to DVOA defensively on Football Outsiders, Shime, and this is why this pick is so good. Uh, when you click on, like, pass rush defense on uh, DVOA, or, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, rushing defense, as you said, Atlanta is 27th in the NFL one spot ahead of them is Cleveland at 26th. Then you look at the pass defense, DVOA. <laughs> Atlanta's 24th, Cleveland's 21st. These are two teams that are 23rd and 27th, respectively, in the total DVOA numbers for football, courtesy of Football Outsiders. I love this game as a shootout. I love this game as a sneaky, although it may not be that sneaky by the time we get to, to Sunday because there's not a lot of high total games this week. I think it's a great, sneaky DFS game. I think Marcus Mariota is playable. I think Kareem Hunt is playable. I think uh, Kyle Pitts is playable. Amari Cooper is playable. Like this, uh, chef's kiss to this. Drake this London, one. absolutely Drake playable London has been this a, week. has been a stud. I, I Again, I have a bias towards Sky Moore, but Drake London's been a much better receiver through three weeks. Um, I, this would have been one of my picks, Shime. This might have been my top pick, but this would have been my second or third pick. I love this over. These two teams are going to play fast because the defenses are so bad. Um, it's a good spot. Uh, so, we, I, I'm, so we both agree we like our first picks. And, again, we root for each other here on the podcast. We only compete yep. to see who gets to go first. I mentioned some lines moving. Uh, that includes my next bet. Um, I have written down here I wanted to bet the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, in London, 930 Sunday morning, 
getting uh, giving three points to the Saints. We are now at three and a half, Shine, because as we were talking, uh, we get official confirmation. Jameis Winston, doubtful. Aaron da- Andy Dalton's going to start <laughs> for the Saints in London on <laughs> Sunday morning at 930 with Taysom Hill as his backup. Uh, Mike Thomas is out. He is not playing in this game. Jarvis Landry is questionable in this game. Um, and so it's three to three and a half. I'm still playing it. I will still lay the three and a half points uh, with the Vikings, even with the injury. It's a chance to bet against Andy Dalton in London. If you don't take that opportunity, folks, then why are you even betting? Um, in the last 10 London games, Shine, the early kickoffs there in London, uh, the favorite in that game is 9-0-1 straight up. They are 7-3 and wow. against the spread. Uh, so they've covered seven of the ten times there uh, as favorites in London. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 100% healthy, according to Kevin O'Connell. Harrison Smith, their all-pro safety, is back. Um, New Orleans, 0-3 to start the year against the spread. They also can't they, – they're a bad come-from-behind team, Sean. The last two years, they are 1-8 and when they're trailing after the first quarter. Justin Jefferson was way too quiet last week. One of the huge disappointments of DFS last week in prop betting was Justin Jefferson, who was really, really limited in that game. Everyone thought he'd be big part of that shootout against the Lions. He was a non-factor. I'm convinced. They feed him again. They get him back in the slot. Uh, Dalvin Cook healthy. Saints defense not as good as expected. And Andy Dalton's the quarterback. That's the headline. Lay the three and a half. I'm addicted to betting the Vikings. I'm doing it on Sunday morning. Yeah, no, I'd be with you here. This would have been one of my picks as well here. Minnesota only laying three and a half. Now, even with the news of Dalton probably starting and Michael Thomas out, like the the, the Vikings only laying three and a half here isn't enough. This number should have gone from like three to five. Instead, it's only gone a half a point. Get it now. This is one of the numbers you want to get now today while you can before it moves because a ton of money is going to start to come in on the Vikings. You're 100% right here. I'm with you. Let's go Vikings. Uh, what do you think the team total is for the Saints, Chris Scheim? I know you're probably not looking, so I'm going to ask you to guess what you think the team total Ooh, is for the Saints. Um, if I had to guess right now, I would say 13 and a half points. The Saints team total is 19 and a half. <laughs> Should I be betting the, it's, not, it's minus 115, it's, it's minus 105 on the under, Scheim. Should I be betting the under on the Saints team total? 100%. Yes, 1,000, 1,000%. Alvin Kamara does not look the same. It's Andy Dalton at freaking quarterback. No Michael Thomas. No Michael Thomas. Uh, if, uh, Jarvis Landry is questionable. The only player they have on offense at this point is Chris Olave. You should absolutely be betting the under. And he's also he gets downgraded because Jameis is a much better deep ball thrower than Andy Dalton is. Um, all right, hundred percent. Well, didn't think I was going to New Hampshire today, but thought I was all set. But no, we'll get in the car. So Vikings minus three and a half. Uh, what's your second pick there, Shamta? Uh, my second pick here is going to be, actually be the Detroit Lions, laying four, uh, hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I understand that Amon Ross St. Brown is currently questionable with an ankle injury. He has not practiced this week. Uh, but and, and also DeAndre Swift dealing with injuries. I'm not overly concerned about that. Jamal Williams was awesome last week. I think he'd continue to be awesome. Again, this is a Seattle team that is not very good. In week one, they basically played their Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos. They won. Since then, they've not been good. I plan on betting against them multiple spots over the course of the year because this is a very bad football team. Uh, they they just all they want to do is play with their running backs. Like DK Metcalf finally got a touchdown last week against Atlanta, who, as we just talked about, has an awful defense. Yep. Tyler Lockett's been pretty decent, but they just don't find the end zone. Uh, I am all about Detroit here, even with even if Amon Ra is out in this game. I'm expecting Swift to be out. 
Even if Amon Ra is out, I still like Detroit in this game. Um, this is a number I'm going to try and wait to see if I can get a little bit better in case Amon Ra gets, gets ruled out. But right now, I'm taking it at four. It's one of my picks. Give me Detroit laying four, hosting Seattle. Yeah, 60% of the bets on, on Detroit. Um, I like that. And, I, I, I'm I, again, I think that's a game potentially where there could be some offense, uh, even if um, – even if St. Brown doesn't play. But I'd be with you there on Detroit. The market is not caught up. They're actually pretty good. Look forward to some of their bigger games uh, down the stretch. I mentioned I'm Pumpkin Spice. I am basic. Uh, that, those are my picks this week. Um, so, of course, i got to take the Cowboys laying three at home against the Washington <laughs> Commanders. Like, this is every 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 lo- – loser's not the word. Every gambler like me, every square is going to include this in their teasers, in their parlays, either parlay it at three – Money line parlay include them. Tease it up to pet Cowboys getting three, but I just can't look past the the advantage they have up front. Like that pass rush with Micah Parsons and, and Lawrence is just, it's the I think it's the best in the NFL right now. Uh, Brandon Thorne, who does offensive defensive line rankings for Establish the Run, has Dallas number one in adjusted sack rate, uh, number four in pass rush win rate. Washington's offensive line, Shime, 30th in adjusted sack rate as an offensive line, 28th in pass rush win rate. They're starting center, missed practice on Wednesday. Uh, Washington's defense is 28th uh, against the pass, DVOA. Wentz is 1-7 against the spread as a dog in the NFC. Again, it's Cooper Rush. I don't think he's great, but it's also Carson Wentz, who I know stinks. So I'm going to lay the three and hope that the nine sacks, nine sacks Philly got on Carson Wentz last week is a sign that they can't stop the pass rush there in Washington. I can't see them win this game. I think Washington stinks. I'll lay the three with Cooper Rush and the Cowboys, and I get it. Everyone in your pool is going to have it. Everyone's going to have this winner. I should be against this pick. I should find something else. My third pick here, I just couldn't do it, Sean. I like the board. I really like the board this week, so there were other choices I had. I could not get past the idea of Dallas's defensive line against Carson Wentz. I couldn't do it. Sorry. Yeah, I, it makes total sense to me. I, I agree with you. I think Washington downright stinks, uh, and so for me, this is a good pick. Good job by you. Pick number three for Chris Sean. Yeah, my pick, I'm going to do it. I, I hate betting against the Eagles, but at the same time, I got I got to ride with the Jacksonville Jaguars getting six and a half points Ooh, uh, at the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so you mentioned the, the potential rain in, in Baltimore. Uh, I think you could also see potential rain in Philly as well. Um, and on top of that, I just think Jacksonville's getting too many points here. I like Jacksonville. I think Vegas is still undervaluing them. You saw it last week against the Chargers. You've seen it all season, really. Um, and I think they're, they're, they're just not buying in. Like, what they saw last year is still kind of clouding the judgment of this year. And Doug Peterson, by the way, revenge game for him here. Uh, this is, I think this is a game he really wants to win. This is a game Doug Peterson is going to, to really kind of sell the farm here to win um, when it comes to play calling. And so Jacksonville getting six and a half is too many. I understand Philly's undefeated. Philly has looked awesome, especially in the first half of all these games. But in the second half, I don't know whether it's because they're up so much they just take their foot off the gas or teams have just adjusted and, and the Eagles just have not been good in the second half. I can't really tell. Um, but I can tell you Jacksonville will be good for 60 minutes. That Jacksonville defense is legit. They are not going to mess around. They are going to come out and attack Jalen Hurts as best they can. Uh, this game should be probably three and a half or four. So I'm getting the two or three extra points here. I love the Jaguars getting six points against the Eagles. Yeah, the Jags another team where I don't think they've quite adjusted um, how good they are, but we also have to adjust Philadelphia. They're way better than expected and are now the co-favorites to have 
uh, the highest win total in the NFL, both uh, plus 275, both them uh, and Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to be on Baltimore plus three. I'm going to be on Minnesota lane three and a half. We'll see where the number goes. Dallas minus three. Shine, recap your three picks for the people. Uh, yeah, my three picks are over 47 and a half, Cleveland, Atlanta, Detroit laying four against the Seahawks, and the Jacksonville Jaguars plus six and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, you said you did some prop work. Any props for the people for the weekend, in case we don't come back on the Yeah, so as I said, my favorite, absolute favorite prop of the weekend is Nick Chubb. I know this is a high number, but over 86 and a half rushing yards uh, is just, I, I think this is an absolute cash home run ball. You saw him run awesome last week against the Steelers. I think that continues this week against an atrocious Atlanta defense. On top of that, on DK, you can place the same game parlay of Chubb to have 95 yards and two touchdowns at six and a half to one, um, which wow. I think is like an absolute steal of an opportunity. You can bet your sweet ass I'll be betting that. So I'm all about Nick Chubb this weekend. And then another team that I've talked about already, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have two props in this game. I love the over. Again, Christian Kirk over 59 and a half receiving yards. Vegas, you have not adjusted to Jacksonville. You have not adjusted to Christian Kirk. I understand that he might draw up Darius Slay a couple times in this game. Doesn't matter. Doug Peterson is going to scheme away to get this guy open. They paid him a bunch of money, and there's a chance Dave Jones is hurt. Uh, he, his injury news will come out at some point today, I assume, uh, and we'll kind of know if he's even playing on Sunday. If he's not playing, that just means more targets for Christian Kirk, and your number is still sub-60. I don't understand. It's hit three weeks in a row. It's going to hit again this week. Give me Christian Kirk over 59.5 receiving yards. On top of that, I want to pair that with Trevor Lawrence, over 239.5 passing yards. Again, I think this is going to be a battle. Doug Peterson is going to sell out to beat this Eagles team as much as he can, and that means Trevor Lawrence is going to have to sling the ball a little bit because Philly is going to be able to score. So uh, I I like pairing Kirk and Trevor Lawrence there, over 59.5, over 239.5. I had considered playing Buffalo props, but with the impending rain and wind, I just can't do it. as much as I want to, I think Gabe Davis at 48.5 was such a good number. But just with all that weather, I can't do it. Uh, the other guy I love this week, though, is Damian Pierce, over 60.5 rushing yards against the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Pierce looked great, looked awesome last week. I think Vegas is having a little trouble evaluating Houston. I don't think they're overall a good football team, but they've been frisky in, like, every single game here. Yep. And, and with all of the injuries going on in L.A., I kind of expect that to continue this week. I think Houston will do what they can to run the football a lot and control the clock here. So uh, I, I really like Damian Pierce over 60 and a half rushing yards. I want to circle back to the Pats game. Just a, a prop question. I don't have anything locked in right now, um, so I'd lean with Shime stuff. Um, and if I have anything, we'll certainly tweet it out uh, over the weekend. So we, we, we know it's going to be Ramondre. We know it's Damian Harris. Uh, how do you think, when we both think the Patriots have to run the football for any chance to win, we both think that nine points is probably a good way to bet uh, Green Bay at this point, you had the Patriots at 11. Um, h- how do you see the, the backfield shaking out? Because there there is some, there's a bet there between Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, if I could figure out sort of who's involved. Um, but I'm curious what, what you think about that backfield. And is Ramondre, is he the third ba- down back? Because like, I'm thinking of Brian Hoyer, check down quarterback, not going to throw the ball deep, third downs that they have to throw. I could see checkdowns being a major part of Hoyer's game. Do we have a Stevenson game where he's the third down back catching balls out of the backfield? There's that chance. I don't necessarily believe that that'll be the case. Um, I, I just 
Matt Patricia's offense has looked too vanilla to me. I haven't seen enough just passes to the running backs in general to to bank on the fact that Hoyer will be checking down, especially because the last time we saw Hoyer – actually, last couple times we've seen Hoyer, uh, I think – I, I want to say it was Zach Cox from Nesson. I'm not 100% sure, so I don't want to give false credit here. But somebody on Twitter was pointing out the fact that last time Brian Hoyer was in games, like he's not afraid to attack down the field. He was averaging like 20.8 air yards per throw or intended air yards. So, like, the guy is not afraid to attack down the field at all. So, I don't actually even necessarily buy the fact that he'll be checking down a lot. Um, however, in the last game, Ramondre, I believe, had a 60% running, uh, like, carry share compared to Damian Harris. And right now, Ramondre's number is actually lower than Harris's. Yeah. Ramondre's yeah. only at 46.5. Harris is at 48.5. I actually really like the Ramondre number. I think Ramondre is the early season running back that you want to invest in here. Um I think they're kind of saving Harris, A, because he's been injury-prone over the last couple of years, and B, I think he'll be a better runner when the, when the weather starts to get colder um, just because uh, because of the way Ramondre plays. Ramondre plays with, with, with some contact, and he likes to be a little bit more finesse in his running style where Damian is kind of straight up downhill. Um, and so I think Damian will be probably the guy that they want to lean on when once the weather starts to get colder. So I would invest more in Mondre right now. So I, I actually don't hate a Ramondre over 40. Uh, actually, the number just dropped literally as I'm looking at it down to 45 and a half uh, for Ramondre Stevenson in the game. All right, so I, I don't have the full breakdown uh, of Brian Hoyer, but in his last start, okay, when he, remember he started for the Patriots at Kansas City, Pats lost 26 to 10. Um, he completed 20 passes in that game for only 130 yards. I'm sorry, he completed uh, 15 passes in that game for 130 yards. Uh, and let's see here. James White had seven for 38. Rex Burkhead had one for five. So of the, uh, let me see here, of the, of, of, the tw- um, he, of the 20 completions they had that day between Hoyer and Stidham, James White and Rex Burkhead had eight. I don't have the, bra- I don't have the breakdown between how many were Hoyer and Stidham because Hoyer left the game, Stidham came in through that pick six. Uh, but at least in that game, they did throw to running backs, eight or 20 completions um, to White and Burkhead. Demir Bird led <laughs> all receivers that day. Uh, with five catches for 80 yards. So maybe you're right. Maybe the Hoyer's not the dump-down guy. I want to see if Myers somehow gets ruled out. That's one fewer guy to go to. Uh, Ramondre's reception uh, yard total is 13.5. I'm going to lean over on that at minus 120, and I'd love to see if they put up his reception prop again. For some reason, uh, they're giving me a reception prop for Damian Harris. I can bet Damian Harris over one and a half catches. I can't bet Ramondre right now on catches. I guess at one point they had it at... Uh, looking at it here, it seems to been taken down. It was up at two and a half. Uh, I would bet the over on that, but it's not there now. But you're right. It's it's there. I, I, I would lean Ramondre props in this game with the acknowledgement that if they're going to win and stay competitive, it's through their running backs. Uh, I wonder if the tight ends get involved this week. Like, is Hoyer going back to the tight ends? I doubt it. We know that Max not. <laughs> yeah, it's – it, I don't think so. I, I think Matt Patricia's offense just focuses around throwing at these receivers. Again, another reason why I don't necessarily love um, investing in these running backs as receivers. I just don't think Matt Patricia's offense it calls for it. And that's what it seems. That's what it has looked like in three weeks. So I just can't, I can't bet on something that I haven't seen in, in the three weeks so far this season. All right. Uh, one other note here on the Patriots before we let you go. Um, Karen Garrigan's reporting today that Matt, just a couple minutes ago, Mac could be a game time decision after responding strongly to treatment. Would it change your opinion on the game at all if Mac plays with a 
banged up ankle on Sunday. If Mac Jones plays with a banged up ankle on Sunday, Mutt, I will be investing a heaping pile of money on the Green Bay Packers. And it's uh, like, that is stupid. It's dumb. D-U-M-B, dumb, dumb, dumb. Don't put this kid on the field. Do not let him make a stupid decision just because he really wants to play. I understand these guys are competitors. This guy's ankle, like, he was crying basically getting carried off the field. His ankle got banged up so bad. Do not put this kid on the field Sunday. If you do, it will be a massive, and I say massive, mistake by the New England Patriots organization. So uh, I just I'm putting that out there now. I'm getting that into the ethos. If they play Mac Jones on Sunday, it'll be probably one of the stupidest Belichick decisions I have ever witnessed. Uh, so that he should not play. I, I'm tired of this game time decision. I, I have chalked it all up to all these reports of Mac Jones whispering to players, "Hey, don't rule me out for Sunday." I'm chalking it up as gamesmanship on the part of the Patriots. They're getting this out. I think that's what it is because Mac Jones should not be playing. Ben Volan literally told the Greg Hill Show earlier this week he was under the impression that this injury could have him out six weeks, and there's a chance he plays on Sunday. My tuchus, no chance. Keep this kid off the field. Yeah, I, I co-signed everything you just said. Um, and, yeah, if he does play, I would lean more towards the Packers. I mean, I'm on the Packers laying the nine at this point given the current number. But if like if this – if that – and I said I'm not even betting the game. But if that in turn if – the, if, if somehow the, the buzz of, of Mac playing moves that number more, then I might have to play the game, Shime. If, 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 I, I don't know what it would have to get to, like but I'm telling you. If that number goes to seven – I mean, like, you'd you have, have to, to play Green Bay. You'd, ha- you'd have to actually bet Green Bay at seven at that point. And yep. again, I'm le- I'm not betting that with real money right now. But I mean, you get down to seven, you can bet. You think you can tease the Packers down to one if you want? Like that? It's he can't he can't play in this game. And you said it's the Patriots. It could be you're right. Belichick and the Patriots playing some subterfuge with a floor. It also could be Mac, by the way. Because uh, Belichick, you know, aired him out by basically not acknowledging that they're on the same page of the injury. Like Mac could be doing this to sort of prove a point. Like, hey, Bill, you want to take a shot at me up on the podium? I'm going to get the word out there that I might play this weekend. Like, just to prove that you're, you're going to. T- I, I, I'm with. You. I don't believe it. But if he does play, I'm more on the Packers than I am right now. That's my long-winded answer on yep. that. Yep. Just 100%. like that. Uh, anything else for the people, Chris Scheim, as you enjoy uh, a, a concert-free weekend there in Ocean City. Nope, that'll do it for me, Mutt. I gave you gave you a couple of my props. I gave you my picks for the week. I'm good to go. I'm going to go start uh, probably drinking here in about an hour. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, rate, and review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Shime's got winners and props. We'll try to find winners. I'll be making picks this, uh, this afternoon, 530. On Merloni, 40 and Mego, I'll try to uh, give out more than the one winner I've given out the last two weeks. Uh, Shime, travel safe, buddy. Coop, excellent job producing. We'll talk to you soon, Shime. Thanks, buddy.